Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. Here now, a reading from Philippians 4, 1 through 9. Rejoice in the divine always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The divine is all around. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of the goddess, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds like Jesus Christ. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Here now, another reading from St. Gloria Anzaldua, translated by Dr. Johanna Junker. I walk among you. I see sad things in my head. Not being free is being dead. This is the year the people of peace break out of bondage. Together we will walk through walls by the lunar light, see our left-handedness. Prepare the way, love is the doctrine. I am becoming being, the quester, the questing, the quest. You and I have already met. We are meeting, we will meet. The real unknown is feeling, the real unknown is love. Do not be afraid to touch each other. We go naked here. Come to me, my sibling. 
We will share the moment. We are the awakening divine presence. We are the earth. We are the second coming. Thanks be to God. Hello, everyone. Hello, beloved community. It's so good to be here with you. Um, it's a pleasure to find myself among you today. Thank you, Pastor Darcy. Thank you, Pastor Henra, and everyone else who worked really hard to bring the service to you today. It is both humbling and an honor to share some thoughts, some knowings, some art in this time of worship. And I come to you not as a preacher, but as a lifelong learner, educator, and artist. I have lived most of my life in Brazil, and I currently live in Richmond, California. So bear with me as this is very early, <laughs> very early hours. And so I've been living in California as an immigrant um, for almost 10 years now, not in, only in California, but as an immigrant to the US um, for almost uh, 10 years now. My background as Paulo Freire, a Brazilian educator that some of you know very well would call it, is a, a background of what he says or names as an epistemological curiosity. What that means is that I am trying to understand how art, creativity, imagination are tools that help us enhance potentialize, and to use a Portuguese word, incendiar, that means to put fire to things that need to go away and to light the spark of that which is dormant inside of us um, and inside of our communities with what I call a divine spark and, a, and holy electricity. I am curious about how we can create communities of care that collectively bring to this world a more affectionate way of being. So in order to do that today, I, let me share my screen with you. The name of our conversation, of this co-created conversation. Ooh, I don't think you can read the whole thing, but it's co-creating communities of affection for incendiary change. And by incendiary, I mean that uh, both that fire that needs to extinguish that which no longer serves you, us um, um, and also spark divine electricity within us, divine fire. I was raised to the strength and the pain of 10,000 voices and bodies and histories and memories that held on to a Congo Bantu. So I don't know that if you know this, but Brazil is the largest diaspora of black folks outside of the continent of Africa. 54% of our population is black. So I was raised with this notion of Kindesi. Can you see it, the, the, what it means? Okay, which means to light, and this is a fundamental work of communities, to light each of its members' sun. That is, I am here to light the sun within you, and in turn, you light the sun within me. Uh, so there is no me if there is no you. There is no light if we don't turn toward each, each other. The other Amerindian philosophy, because I have a lot of indigenous um, blood in me, is this of Konakwi. So uh, in bringing new language, new love, new um, normals, here are two uh, words for your vocabulary, that no matter what I'm doing in this world, I must show up offering 
the best of myself, my truth in mutuality. And this is the important part with affection. Okay. These ways of being in the world carry the mark of peoples who are in deep relationship to each other and to the land. The Afro-Diaspora in Brazil and the indigenous peoples of this country and across the Americas know that reciprocity, mutuality, and community are elements that sustain life for all, that sustains breath for all the creatures, whether the big blue whale or the tiny proto, forget, forget the name, proto, anyway, that little tiny Protozoa? Proto what? A protozoa? No, it's a pseudo-scorpion. A pseudo, that's but right. But who even knew they existed, so that's okay. Yeah, I had, in 17 days, 17 days of holding one's breath, that's incredible. Um, so we can learn from each other that life can be sustained, life and breath can be sustained. And we learn, for example, from each other and for, for the, from the land um, that there is no becoming if it's not a collective one, okay? Sunflowers know this. When the sun is not shining, they do know that they turn to each other to receive life, light from one another. So the word in Portuguese for sunflower um, bears that mark, literally. It means girasol is the word in Portuguese. And that means literally to turn and shift toward the sun. So whether the sun is up there or in each other, they turn uh, with each other's sun, girasol. So as the human being that I am, not only I light and turn toward the divine light you carry, but you also are oriented toward the divine light that I carry. So I would like to invite you to think about how many voices, ancestors, teachers, sojourners have lit the light that you carry within while we listen to this song from Rhiannon Giddens. Um, often, and she's a phenomenal musician um, and researcher who, um, who looks for those stories from our ancestors and creates music that not only touch our hearts, but ignite our forgotten and collective dreams for transformation. Uh, like the epistle to the Philippians, she asked us beloved community to search for what is truthful, honorable, just, pure, to keep doing the things that we have learned so that peace may live within and through us. So let us listen to this song and contemplate what were the 10,000 voices that have led us here. So I will stop my sharing. Oh, I lost my stop share. And let us listen to the song for about two minutes.
Let me share the screen again. Well, pause this music. This is an excellent album. You all should uh, check it out. Whoops. Where's my... Um, what happened to my keynote? Here it is. And guess uh, this was a, a drawing that I think goes so well with um, with this song and what we're trying to do here. And it was um, drawn and created by your very own uh, Pastor Henra this week, um, thinking about our ancestors. So when I think about these 10,000 voices, I can't help but take seriously Giddens' charge. Remember our songs. My own life song has been part of an ongoing composition that has been kept alive through many generations. And today, um, I would like to introduce to you one of my ancestors, my grandmother. Let us imagine that this woman um, is she, Dona Lloyd Coelho. And um, she walked with the divine. She expanded the possibilities of the work we can do with the church. She was a community builder through touch, through love, through cooking, through making food and weaving, feeding the needy and singing and whistling through the church and talking to the plants that she so loved, holding this intimate knowledge and relationship to people, honoring those who came before her, creating a new language of love. Her activism happened in community and in intimacy and with affection. There was a special room in her house that people were so familiar with and it looked like this. 
it was in the kitchen that she nourished affection and wholesomeness and through cooking, through talking, through being genuinely interested in creating a new language um, for love and affection that she gathered folks around the table and infused their lives with a spiritual alchemy of intercession, of faith, of breath and transformation and nourishment too. Lara Medina explains that for women who were denied religious authority under patriarchal forces, the space of the home, the Ogad, the Lar, were sites of autonomy and spiritual agency, where holy ingredients and holy fire were passed on with tenderness. In her kitchen, she transformed ingredients into nourishment, prayer into visible signs of the divine's grace and companionship. Oh, you don't see my screen? Yeah, we want to see your screen. Oh. That's okay. You're doing, it's awesome. Oh, so let me go back. Here is the grandmother. <laughs> Here's the grandmother. Let's take a minute to, to uh, she was a weaver. And this is she weaving. And this is the room I wanted you to enter into with me. <laughs> I knew something was off, but I couldn't tell what exactly. So this space where the fire is literally lit, you can see like there's like a, a conventional uh, um, stove top and oven, but the, the the two, for those of you who are not familiar with this kind of um, kitchen, these are two fire, um, I don't know what they would be called in English, but this is um, where you put the fire and you cook. You can see the pans on top of there. Um, and the fire marks too <laughs> in the chimney. <laughs> uh, so you can interrupt me at any time, please, if you have remarks or questions. Uh, like Lara a stove. It's a burning stove. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Darcy. So this in this kitchen is where she transformed ingredients into nourishment, prayer into visible signs of the divine and companionship into our life, divine's grace and companionship in this kitchen. And because of her intimate relationship to plants, she made teas, right? She made infusions and the medicine that could cure those suffering from physical pain. She prayed over those who were tired and full of worry. My grandmother, I think, was a spiritual activist. She understood the power of storytelling, of not being afraid to touch each other. She knew that memories carried important messages. She inspired, conspired, co-inspired, breathed together, and worked toward liberation. It was in this kitchen that I learned to look for what my body was most longing for. And I think it was in this kitchen that these breathing, being, and praying exercises really, really, really begin. It was in this kitchen. I believe that if Gloria Ansaldúa had a chance to meet my grandmother, they would be lifelong friends. Ansaldúa would surely call her a neplantera, a being who is able to make passage between worlds. Neplantera are those who actually see, hear, and are not afraid of having a tongue of fire. They don't inhabit the ivory towers or the places that are too high that we barely know how to make our way back down. They feel their way through blood and pus and sweat. They create and write with eyes like painters, ears like musicians. Neplanteras are the truth sayers who don't let the pain write in vain. They light the divine spark within. You see, Gloria Vangelina Saldua was an American scholar who really sought to understand what it meant to grow up and carry the Mexico-Texas border in her bones, in her marrow. 
She wrote and spoke and made art and created worlds that resisted social and cultural marginalization, violation, trauma, anti-blackness and racism. She sought ways to forge uprisings, to speak up against oppressive realities that were all around her. She envisioned a world, El Mundo Surdo, where people from diverse, diverse backgrounds uh, and diverse needs too and concerns coexisted and worked together to bring, bring about revolutionary change. As a spiritual activist too, Ansaldua affirmed that our ways of knowing as queer folks of color are valid, that our worldviews are real, that our mischievous poetics are necessary, that, I, that we survive because we shaped shift in the diaspora across modalities of knowing body constructs of time. Ansaldua taught me that ni di aquí ni di allá, neither here nor there is a place to. This suspension, this being in between, this neplanta, this trickster mode, this shape shifting is what has allowed us to walk over the treacherous waters of racism, anti-blackness, phobias, ableism, cishet, patriarchy, misogyny, trauma, wounds, classism, fake progressivism, institutionalism, neo-colonial violence, capitalist, extractivist, and totalitarian regimes. As a world traveling neplantera, we shape shift in ways that afford us the capacity to reinvent life through blood, through pus, through sweat, through laughter, through joy, through touch, through art, through bodies that move and breathe and commune and eat and love with each other. When I first re read these words from Ansaldua, Mujer Magica, empty yourself, shock yourself into new ways of perceiving the world, shock your readers into the same, stop the chatter inside your head. It was as if Ansaldua was giving me permission to be fully me, to light the sun within me. Neplantera, mediator, midwife, teacher, artist, Brazilian, immigrant, Latina, queer from earth, whole, fully reconciled with all that is divine. These perspectives allowed me to fully understand that the food prepared in my grandmother's kitchen, her medicinal use of plants, her singing, her weaving contained ancestral and holy wisdom of who we have always been and who we will continue to become no matter how severed we have become from our communities and our roots. Neplanteras that we are, we reinvent realities. We transform worlds. Our skin, body, guts carry this knowledge. Ansaldua urges us to, in moments of pain and conflict and uprisings, fire to police stations and abolishing these institutions and unknowingness to write and create and envision and to speak what links us to life, of what links us to sensation, to place, to goddess. In this divinely given life, we are not and we will be not denied experience. We are not impoverished of experience. We may be too skilled and sophisticated in picturing the apocalypse, a zombie takeover, but can we hear the whispers of the land, the noises of the hummingbird's wings? Can we imagine a world post-capitalism, post-white supremacy, post-Western he hegemony, post-pandemic? Take a look at this image from Mariana Ortega. Can we wear our hearts in our minds? What do the birds whisper? What is this new coming, this second coming that the birds are whispering into her ears? What must we let go of and transform? What does healing 
look like for us? Take a look at this image from Yadira Cesares. What does healing look like? What must we let go and transform and heal and extract from ourselves and our woundings in order to create this world anew? Ansaldua said that artists and images are end stories too. Help us access our histories, our knowings, our roots, our strength, our medicine, that which colonialism has forced us to lose, to forget, and to dispose. What is, and also what colonialism has stolen from us, right? We make art to find the sounds of our voices, to sound the, uh, to find the sound of God within us, or as Howard Thurman puts it, to find the sound of the genuine in us. And art help us touch one another in times of isolation. It is, in her, in Ansaldua's words, the locus of resistance, of rupture, implosion, explosion, of putting together the fragments and creating a new assemblage, a new world. Arte cambia el punto de referencia. It changes our point of reference. It disrupts the neat separation between me and you, between those who have and those who have not, those who have food in their bellies and those who are empty bellied. Art bleeds, it's porous, it tears us apart. Indigenous symbols and cosmovisions contain this wisdom, knowledge system of how cultures and prophets and bodies and people have survived diabolic forces. They are technologies and mechanisms of resistance that work against oppression and assimilation and erasure. They provide continuity across time, space, and place where we have always been and will always be. They compel us to sift through the debris, the discomfort of pain, so that we can activate an imagination that is ancestrally rooted. They are the materialization of the Nahuatl uh, word neplanta that we talked about between the shadow of the now and the dream of the future. We welcome the unknown. We welcome God into this. And Saldua charges us to, in similar ways to Netukana, who says that the visceral lessons of colonialism, that is trauma, violence, betrayal, wounding, kidnapping, must be untethered via the creation of enfleshed and imaginative communities of care and affection for incendiary change. Art, our ancestors, and stories like you're reading from Octavia Butler. Take a look at this beautiful collage. Keep alive our spiritual practices and help us create a collective vision for humanity that resists imperial violence of domination and anchors us in a love politic that seeks justice through radical relationality, collectivity, vulnerability, mutual regard and becoming potentially undone in tenderness. This is an essentially black feminist practice. This enfleshed love recognizes that my survival depends on your survival, that we are intimately bound by breath to one another uh, and we are mutually vulnerable. Our thriving depends on our ability to coexist and to mutually regard each other. Konakwi, kindezi as a mode of living, organizing through collective and engaging reality, critically through a love politic of vulnerability and of witnessing, names anti-Black violence and state violence and terror while emphasizing Black presence, creativity, and life in the wake. Amen to that. 
So while we're fearful and experiencing terror for what is to come after these times of pandemic and uprising and where we can't breathe, let us remember that we're called to reinvent what it means to develop bonds of affection, to create a community for radical incendiary change. And in inhabiting this space, we must remember to follow these ancestors' charges to throw away our abstraction, the rule, the map, the compass, the spreadsheet, the timelines. Let our hearts light and burn within. Let us write and birth new dreams with eyes like painters, ears like musicians, feet like dancers and tongues of fire and breath of artists that we all are. Let's co-create this reality together. Don't let the ink coagulate in your pen. We are not reconciled with our oppressors. So let us create expansive communities of affection. Let us take up the charge and use spaces of our imagination to create a world beyond this pandemia, beyond white supremacy, beyond capitalism. Let us create dangerously beloved community so we can love freely and radically and lavishly so that we can experience joy and laughter and beauty and touch and intimacy the divine is all around. It is within, it is without. Let us create, beloveds, so we can breathe, so we can become, and so we can heal. Sending all of you so much love from this corner of the world. I love you. God be with you. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust, knowing that the God that created you loves you and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively.